and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast, aka the Guilty Environmentalist. <laughs> yes. My name is Michael Forrest. And I'm Ivanka Magic. And we're going to continue this week, we're going to continue our, our discussion of the upcoming UK general election candidates, parties. We finished like a little bit of a way into talking about Labour. So you know every single thing ever about the Labour Party has to mention anti-Semitism now. Yeah. Uh, we can just try and see what's going on there a little bit. So yeah, with that... How's it going, Ivanka? Uh, it's going very well. The the husband today we are recording on the 29th of November, which is my friend Hazel's birthday. Happy birthday, okay. Hazel! Pertinent <laughs> podcast fact. It is. It used to be a national holiday in the former Yugoslavia, which is why I always remember her mm. birthday. Uh, but also, uh, my husband and child are out in Brighton, waving placards uh, and joining in with the global climate strike. Uh, so I'm still being represented because there's no way we could risk it. I've hardly worked this week, so I've had no childcare. So uh, <clears throat> needs must. So, But he sent me a lovely picture of her holding up a socialist worker placard that says system change, not climate change. Mm. So, so just scroll back a few couple of weeks in your Instagram feed to see that picture. <laughs> I don't know. I have to decide whether I'll post a picture of the child. I, yeah, I try no, and minimise. You shouldn't. Minimise pictures. Blur out her face. <laughs> Maybe she'll want to grow up and join the Tories. <laughs> In rebellion. In rebellion. I doubt it. Children are quite clear on what's fair and what's not fair. Mm. I think we we sort of... Uh, I don't know. I, and I don't know. It's interesting how much we have to teach them to, sh- you know, we have to teach them to share, I think, because they're like me. I am. I am. <laughs> everything's about me. The world revolves around them. Little, little narcissists, yeah. definitely. But they, but in my experience of playing with little children is they've got quite a good sense of like what is fair. And it's not fair yeah. that they've got one of those and I haven't got one of those. And mm. how come their mummy's got that and I haven't and all that sort of thing. So... They're quite nice, nice, nice little truth speakers. Yeah, narcissistic that. truth speakers. <laughs> but there is that. so we haven't had childcare this week. So Nick's had to do Frozen Two. Oh right, yeah, we saw a lot of uh, stuff about that in Milan. Actually, like they've Lots done a whole children bridge dressed. and leaves and stuff. Like, mm. They, uh, but uh, yeah, they've gone to Frozen. They went to see Frozen Two. And apparently, then there was this whole explanation of how, why, apparently, I got a text message. Uh, she's refusing to leave the cinema because she wants to bring the movie home to show you. <laughs> okay. How does that work? <laughs> she was like, <laughs> it's like, we can't, we're, it's not out yet to buy. But can't we get it on the thing with the n? <laughs> That's Netflix. Has the thing with the n got it? The n? <laughs> no, it's not out yet on Netflix. It will never probably be on Netflix. <laughs> well, not with Disney+. What Plus. about what about CBeebies? <laughs> what about the one with the apple? No. No, you need Disney+. Still Plus. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, that's the insight into my home life. Sounds good. 
How am I, you ask? I'm all right. I've been reading um, Darren Brown's book wow. while listening to the audio. Do you know, because he was, he was talking on, I was listening to him talking to Adam Buxton. And for the second time recently, having, like I saw him talking about something else, about magicians. I think I might have even mentioned it, but um, about how it's not about you looking clever. It needs to be about a story for the other person. Um, and then he said a couple more things and he's interested in happiness. And, and I was like, do you know what? All right, I need then. this guy as uh, my mentor or something somehow. <laughs> I need to get him. If anyone knows Darren Brown, can you give me a hookup? Because I've got some stuff to talk to him about. But I checked his Twitter. He's got like two million followers. So that's proper famous, isn't it? That's proper. Uh, you that know, is proper that famous. Um, I just think he's on the right. He's on that sort of Alain de Botton sort of wavelength which okay. is, is quite cool. Um, and, I, yeah, I've just been listening to this book and listening. And it's, um, it's, it's nice to have a nice pithy way of talking about what my new app will be doing or has done, the happiness app. It's all about connecting your experiencing self to your remembering self. So you're experiencing hedonistic, give me something now, like uh, I feel happy, I feel sad, like the moment versus the, oh, what? Where's my life going? What draw that your story of your life? Like this is what happened. This is how I joined these dots. And and the point of my app that I'm working on is to help you connect the dots in different ways to tell a better story uh, to yourself than like the one that you might kind of fall into if you don't really inspect it um, very well. So I'm enjoying the book. Um, I'm hoping to somehow find some sort of connect. I managed to vaguely connect with Alan de Botton. Um, I just need to. I think he probably. I just. Got, I need an app endorsement from Darren, and then then, sort then, of then you can be our Patreon. We've done some interesting things with restaurants writing this week. Just as a minor aside, uh, ahead of our election special. <laughs> uh, gosh, mm. do you know? Next time we record, we'll be discussing the results. Or we'll be ignoring them, so. going, la, 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 I don't want to think about it, I can't uh, handle it. Um, no, I've done an interesting... Nigel Farage, president, uh, Prime Minister. <laughs> I am doing this interesting thing with the restaurant surprising. It's like going through... Because it's a, it's a business that doesn't have an office, you know, we all work very flexibly, we share profits, la, la, la. So it's actually, you know, it ticks lots of boxes yeah. already. But then if once you start... Um, Breaking it down. So we did. We we're doing the. We're getting ready for the Bravo competition in the new year. So I've ordered all the mm. flyers and things. It's all recycled. You know, I like. I pushed the printer to try and find the most sustainable option because they they go. Mm. Oh yeah, we've got eco laminating now. What's that mean? Oh, it's biodegradable. Biodegradable just means that it goes into tiny little pieces. Doesn't. It's not the same as okay. compostable, where it disappears and re-enters right. the food chain. And biodegradable just means teeny tiny bits of poison. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, no thanks. I don't want that eco laminate. And uh, then uh, you know, you do still need business cards. I don't, but the people that go and see people do. So we've got them on a hundred percent recycled stock Christmas cards, hundred percent recycled, and we've got the backs printed, but the fronts we're going to do ourselves. I'm so excited. Okay. So anyway, that's no. been my that's been my going through or and we've got an apprentice starting. An actual apprentice. Digital Excellent. marketing apprentice. Anyway, that was my that was my restaurant's update. update. <laughs> Good to hear dot co dot UK update. <laughs> I am really needing to finish something. Okay. Back to the Labour Party. Yes. What the fuck is with this anti Semitism stuff? <laughs> like 
What? So we, we, I mean, we've talked about this off podcast a couple of times, and and it seems like the expl. Okay, taking Israel Palestine out of the equation, mm. it seems it seems like the people that want to don't like Labour have kind of managed to make this thing stick, which. I, I, it, yeah. I don't see how it's connected to the to the ideologies of the Labour Party to be racist against Jewish people. I don't see how that would intersect, except by coincidence. Yeah, like how the, I mean, the values aren't values that are racist values. Like, I I think I I yeah the the values are not racist values. There are there are though. Um, I I feel a little bit like. I don't want to believe that there is systemic race uh, anti-Semitism in the Labour Party. I don't want to believe that the Labour mm-hmm. Party is any more anti-Semitic than it is racist in any other way, or you know, because it, sta- it stands for equality for starters. Yeah, That's one exactly. of its core values. You know, we are together. We are, um, you know, like more than our. Uh, parts, so it's not a. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's a terrible paraphrasing of the <laughs> what the Labour Party stands for. Anyway, but so I, I I I don't want to believe it, but I know. But there are lots of there's some there's some people that I know who I respect who are I will never vote Corbyn because he's anti-Semitic, and uh, I can't help but wonder where that's come from. I think the Labour Party itself, this is why, Bruce, (laughs) this Mm. is why the Labour Party annoys me, because they don't deal with problems properly as a party. Uh, because so things like that of course if you've got a membership of over half a million people so the Labour Party of Great Britain is a powerful force of people who pay their subs every month and there's a lot of us and in that of course there is a percentage of every population that is anti-semitic and of course there are anti there's all sorts in the Labour Party just like there are everywhere else the problem boils down to not dealing with it properly and the complaints procedures are not followed up properly and if they are then they are not seen to be followed up properly and they are not uh, treated with the urgency and respect that they deserve because Mm. otherwise these negative stories the negative I don't know if they're stories like because in Brighton and Hove there have been some real tangible um uh, you know, witnessed experiences by people who are uh, who are Jewish who have really experienced some nasty anti-Semitic behaviour, and so there's there's a and I I look on my Facebook feed I've got some you know people that have been in the British Labour Party for you know sixty years old campaigners that are there they just don't want to believe they can't believe they also when somebody then brings up an example going yes but that guy he is a member and he said this to me and they go but he doesn't represent Labour he is a member that's their then counter argument which I understand but isn't really good enough because if we saw out and out racism of any description like uh, anything it should be dealt with immediately and strongly you can't sort of go oh don't don't do that that's you know I don't even know how it's being dealt with people aren't being suspended quickly enough for example we are up against a Dominic Cummings uh, Machiavellian brain and we are you know we we the Labour Party we are not doing as good a job 
Yeah. Well, do you think they're doing? Do you think they're trying to do a do don't feed the trolls thing? Do you think they're trying to do a okay? Well, let's not let the the opponents set yeah, but the if, agenda, or is it? You maybe, know, I don't know. I don't. I genuinely don't know. But what I will, what I what I will say is that um, if that's true, that has not worked, and it mm. needs to change. It's just like, it astounds me that it was just like the other day. I was scrolling through a. Guardian article about something completely unrelated to that about just because it had the word Corbyn in it, just because it was talking about something Corbyn was talking about, it was just like completely out of place paragraph about this, and it's like, yeah. what is going on? Like, I, yeah, I think I think the thing and the BBC yeah. just like they're just serially kind of anti. <laughs> I, I think it's very hard then to not take it into misrepresentation, conspiracy theories, blah, 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 which kind of feeds it. So for two things. One, the feeding the trolls, not feeding the trolls approach, I think works very well, like online when you're dealing with anonymous people but the Labour Party has mm. a membership if you are at a meeting we know who you are where you live and what your, what your phone number is and what your mm. data is. like you, it's not anonymous this is you must be accountable for what you yeah. say yeah, yeah, and therefore yeah. there must be a procedure that deals with that that's one thing the second thing that makes it very hard not to kind of go is this a story? Is this something that's being blown out of proportion? Is it a thing or isn't it? When we've got a prime minister who has published an article it's... likening Muslim women, women to letterboxes, yeah, yeah. like he, that, it, that isn't like even overt and unrepentant but... racism from for which people throughout the Tory party, like it's like it's. it's... You know, it's very, it's very hard to take. And yes, and this, but this is where it's difficult because it's like, yeah, but they're Islamophobic, and we're just yeah, anti-Semitic. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. no, yeah, we yeah, should. Yeah. The, the Labour Party should be dealing with the anti-Semitic behaviour hard, yeah. fast, strictly, no messing yeah. about. And it cannot. It should be above that sort of behaviour. Well, yeah, they're yeah, Islamophobic. Yeah. However, yeah. It, it's very hard. I can understand why people descend into that. But they're this and they're that. Oh, but oh, yeah, yeah. And I, he and I hit wasn't, me I first. I certainly wasn't condoning, and that's <laughs> the reason I wouldn't bring it because I wouldn't condone that thing because it's an absolute staple of the right. Like, yeah, and you saw it in the, uh, the impeachment proceedings. It's like the you've got the people kind of presenting the evidence, and then you've got these Republicans just going, "Well, we've heard that this other person is doing something bad." They kind of go straight. Yeah. Straight to the logical fallacies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like straight into the logical fallacies. Yeah. And it's like, Jesus Christ, like is this this couldn't be more transparent at this point. No. So um yeah, yeah I mean, you don't want to just fall no. into that. And no. in a in a way by doing that you're you're kind of playing their game as well. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, okay, well we're all terrible and no one's gonna vote for anyone. And like, you know, so they needed to be more decisive more, in yeah. response to I, I think the so. allegations. And, I think, and I, you know, obviously, I said like forgetting about Israel Palestine. I'm sure many people would say, but that's exactly the crux of it. Like, but I mean, it's pretty clear that not liking how Israel has behaved is not the same as being anti-Semitic. Yeah. But saying, I think people, your actions are yeah. questionable, like illegal. Um, we, yeah. you know, that not saying yeah, yeah. that and is not anti-Semitic. No, saying that is not anti-Semitic. There are lots of, uh, I mean, and I think in terms of like pro-Palestinian activists, there are more to be found on the left than on the right. But that's mm. not to say, and so, and I think 
you know, if you're in that world, maybe sometimes it's hard for you to separate it on a personal level. But, you know, that's why you should be gently reminded yeah, yeah. that the two are not the same. You know, it's like you can't take any one person's behaviour or one nation's mm. behaviour and have it represent all people. Yeah. That's just not what the world. But yeah. um, but yes, I think I think that's part of the... I mean, it's shameful. I seem it's not. It's not caught. Cool. It's a conversation I wish wasn't necessary. Yeah, I know. And it's and it's it's like. And is it my own confirmation bias that I think of like Corbyn in front of the racist graffiti, the anti-Semitic graffiti? Because I presume because he didn't look at it properly, and then I also presume probably I haven't double checked that he said, "Oh Christ, I didn't realise that that it had that in it." When I was talking about it, I now think that it is bad. Like, yeah. But the trouble, you know, it's confirmation bias. Once you've got a theory, then, like, you find evidence for something. I'm sure if you said, like, I'm sure you could apply exactly the same logic to, to a lot of people and find instances where they stood in front of the wrong thing. But maybe that's me just being confirmation bias because I don't want to believe that, you know... I mean, that I th- this guy's a... You know. But this is... There's there's a point at which as well, like I as an ordinary citizen, you know, who has work and life, I don't have time to know everything there is to know about everything. <laughs> it's like, mm. and so I want like, a, um, you know, if if we take our, our compact, it's the same of of the you know me believing the UN poverty report and not needing to particular not feel feeling obliged to question their definition of poverty. You know, here we have a man who ha- is famous for the fact that he spent his whole career campaigning for the underprivileged. Yeah. Um, on all of his voting records in Parliament have always been, you know, left of centre. He's, you know, he stood as far as I have, have, have got in terms of looking at it, you know, Iraq war, all the things that matter to me that I mentioned in the previous episode, like yeah. he has voted on what I would consider to be the correct side of history. Um, in terms of like character witnesses and evidence and what have you, I'm like, I am inclined to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's truly to his core an anti-Semite. I find it very hard to believe that that is what he it's is. It's strange. Well, here's the here's the and then and then the the headline again. I wish I'd gone deeper in, but like you can see that he is, but he is an anti-capitalist. He is an anti-capitalist, and as he should yeah. be, as I am. Like despite benefiting from it, like I capitalism is a poison, like on our society at this point. <laughs> Hello, comrades. I mean, capitalism. Yeah, capitalism has gone to, and so the fact that. Lots of racist people equate capitalism to Jewishness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just kind of opens up a lot of those ins, doesn't it? But, like, that's them. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Corbyn. He's just, you know, the fact that it's, it's not necessarily... It's, it's unfortunate but not entirely surprising that a piece of anti-capitalist uh, art... Uh, veers in the correct you know if they bring in some sort of stereotypical like anti-semitic image into that it's it's not entirely surprising that they would end up connecting but it's also like it's in the eyes of the person that thinks that there is a correlation between those two things which there isn't there is not a global jewish conspiracy no as many of the like the the right seem to believe even though 
Or le- so, least to you. It's, it's like, very hard to. It's very hard to make definitive statements in this area as well without like a lot of research. So I'm sort of like channeling some yeah. stuff I've seen said, but like yeah. um, it's a global Jewish conspiracy is a racist theory that thrives on confirmation bias, connecting anti-capitalism with anti-Semitism is racist in itself. I think it's a distraction activity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're we're, we're succumbing to it for 20 minutes as well ourselves. It's hard. Like, like, every minute we give to it, it's like... And if if somebody, if there are people... I'm happy to discuss it. I would happily be schooled, educated Mm. on this subject. I think this statement that the Brighton and Hove Labour Party members have made, I can include the link, but it sort of captures what I think of this whole process. This is a statement. Yeah. Our statement on anti-Semitism. We, as Labour Party members and affiliates from Brighton Hove and the surrounding area, representing all wings of the party, this is where the internal momentum versus non-momentum, left and there, there Blair versus momentum, uh, all yeah. wings of the party hereby register our commitment to tackling anti-Semitism in our party, which has caused so much distress to the local Jewish community in our city. We believe that the actions taken by the party so far, as well as the complaints procedures, have been and are inadequate in addressing the serious problem that exists within the party. As things stand, a culture has developed that gives licence to anti-Semitism and which equates the criticism of such behaviour and the party's disciplinary process as disloyal to the Labour leadership. As we have seen in Brighton and Hove, this can then lead to harassment of those with legitimate concerns. Such a situation clearly has to be tackled. To these ends, we call on Labour's NEC and Brighton and Hove Labour Party organisations to act decisively on anti-Semitism in the party. And then it gives a specific list, you know, specifically work towards uh, independent complaints procedure free from political interference, seek the expulsion of any individual knowingly supporting or sharing a platform with members suspended or expelled for anti-Semitism, Keep people safe by changing the rules to prevent those suspended for any type of harassment from attending Labour meetings of any type, including branch meetings and social events. Seek the expulsion of those attempting to influence victims of harassment or witnesses through social or print media into withdrawing their complaints. Uh, ensure the complaints, complainants who are the victims of incidents, including via digital channels, are updated at least fortnightly on the progress. It's very practical. Adopt mm. a zero tolerance policy for the dissemination and sharing of anti-Semitic material on social media, blah, blah. You know, like, there's yeah. not blah, blah. It's just long to read out. Yeah. But it's like, just deal with it. Yeah. And and let's move on because I don't think this election is about this is not an election of whether or not um Jeremy Corbyn will make a good prime minister. This is election about whether or not the party that gets into power has adequate policies on welfare, on climate, on the economy, the NHS, on all the things that matter to all of us which are most important for our survival. Yeah. And and not to like if they're not literally if they're not implementing actual anti-Semitic policies, the Conservatives are literally implementing anti 
people in poverty, anti-unprivileged um, people policies, not just at a legal level, but now a systematic yeah. technological level. Like a slightly awkward, messed up stance on what has to be something in your party that is no way ideologically aligned to your values, except in a way that the person doing it has conflated two things that aren't the same thing that how is that the, that's not ideologically consistent with your values and you would certainly never be implementing policies on that or systems like fucking irrelevant like uh, I, I, obviously it's important because if we're voting on values then it is relevant that someone's a horrible racist but like it's hard to not just go back to but look at Boris Johnson. Yeah, it's very hard not to go sake. back to go like, look at Boris Johnson. Uh, very hard. An actual outright self-proclaimed racist. Yeah. So uh, I think, you know, I, I but I think this is that's why it has been um, you know, like Corbyn and and again, you know, we all get taught in school if somebody's bullying and teasing, you know, it's not true, ignore them. You know, yeah, don't well. don't dignify them with an answer. I'm sorry if you want to be a politician, you do need to dignify them with an answer and it has to be strong. Mm. So since we recorded the episode, uh, there was this in the debate between Corbyn and Johnson, which I think kind of hopefully covers it. But I'm just going to drop in the audio of this bit of the debate. You know, Mr Corbyn, I'm sure he's very, he's very well-intentioned. But I think that in his handling of this particular issue, uh, his uh, unwillingness to take a stand, uh, to stand up, uh, for, for, for Jewish people in the Labour Party, his unwillingness to protect them, to put an arm around them, is, it, in my view, a failure of leadership. You cannot be neutral on questions like this. Okay, a failure of leadership is when you use racist remarks to describe people in different countries or in our society. I will never do that, and my party will never do that. I hope the Prime Minister understands the hurt that people feel when they hear remarks and articles that he's written in the past. I hope... He will regret those, and I hope he will understand the importance of all of us using respectful language of all faiths, Understood. all religions and all languages Thank you, in Mr. what Gordon. is a multicultural society which I'm proud to live in. Hate crimes and racist behaviour stem from inequality at the end of the day. Yeah. No-one's attacking someone because... They're happy. Their life is great and <laughs> no. it doesn't really affect them. Like, they, they're looking for... So the more you bring people up to a similar level, then you would hope that through education that people will realise the truth of the fact that there's, this stuff has no... Well, I mean, it has no place anymore once you start to get in a more socialist infrastructure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has less and less of a place and people can actually just, like think about stuff that's real instead of going oh you know drawing random connections to try and explain why their life is such a like why they're so downtrodden beaten down all the time but yeah so in terms of socialism versus capitalism yeah like which is how it's got to be couched everywhere yeah like capitalism's got some problems and like i hear people people will say oh yeah but you know, I don't know about socialism because I think people need to have some sort of ownership. I think college fees are okay because then people value their education more but, if they pay they for don't. it. Like they treat it like a commodity, which it is not. Education is not a commodity. Edu mm. Education is a value. Education is a is a is a tool. Education is a mm. skill. Education is a. It's not a commodity. 
You've got students right. who think, well, I paid for this course. I want my degree. It's like, no, sunshine. You work for your degree. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you've got such a quick, outright rejection of that stance because this is, this is what some, you know, Tory voters will be thinking. No, like, all oh, personal responsibility, blah, blah, blah. Per, yeah, personal responsibility is not taught by making people pay for school, mm. pay for Good. university. No. So totally commoditise the whole experience. It's made and Ivanka it... will send me a link to some research on that, which I will put in the bottom of the podcast, hopefully. <laughs> My brother went back to university like after the fees thing had come in, but it wasn't nine yeah. grand a year. So, and then my sister's gone back more recently. She did a degree mm. when it, it was fees. Her first degree was already fees. And then um, she's gone back to do this uni thing that's now cost her 9,000 to become a solicitor. And she's like, mm. it's, you are buying a degree. Like it's a completely different relationship between your tutors and the students. Cause it's like, we are paying for this. What do you mean? I failed. Yeah, well, this why haven't, life. Why haven't you <laughs> taught me? Like, why didn't you give me... It's like, a, it's, it's, it's not the same sort of respect level. It's not the same sort of relationship at all between... Mm. between yeah, the, so it turns people into, like, entitled people kind of... Yeah, like, the irony that the meritocrats... Uh, by kind of giving, introducing personal responsibility and paying for education into this thing, have what taken out the personal responsibility personal of the people, responsibility. people to learn things. It's like, you know, it's your job to learn the stuff, not, you don't automatically also, get it. So, yeah. Also, you know, you go back, oh, this kind of personal responsibility, that's something I need to read about. Because yeah, I yeah, would yeah. never use that as an argument. It's like, I, I've never assumed that everybody's coming from the same place of, of, being able to make personal decisions. Like we were talking earlier about something and it reminded my dad going when we were doing, oh, but it's very hard not to do the Boris said. My dad, I'd come home, my dad, I got, I've got this grade or this happened. And I go, oh, but, you know, so-and-so didn't. Do. I was like, his answer was always, I'm not talking about anybody else. I'm talking about you and what yeah. you have done and what you haven't done and what you, you know, it's like, yeah. and... I think I suppose in that way he taught me personal responsibility. But I was yeah. a, I had a, I was lucky enough to have a parents that taught me personal responsibility. Uh, how can you? Um, I saw this thing earlier. They were like, we. I think it was the Lib Dems. We've got a plan to end rough sleeping. Oh, have you now? <laughs> and how long is that going to take to implement? You know, it's like it's very hard not to be. Um, I must read it before I mock it, but. <laughs> But, you know, to, to end rough sleeping, you've got to go back to the day somebody was born and mm. make sure nothing bad happens to them through their whole life, basically. That means that they don't end up on the streets. Well, I mean, to, to paraphrase Andrew Yang's interview that I heard on the Intercept podcast. Right. Medi. It's, it's not a truck driver's personal responsibility that, self-driving cars were invented no <laughs> it's not someone's personal responsibility that they amazon has automated their retail job out of existence it's like how it's yeah. it's absolutely absurd to claim personal responsibility when it's some some of these things are just it's not per, it's not your fault that climate change escalated and the mines had to be closed how is that personal responsibility yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah unfortunate circumstances of your birth or your profession or yeah, like yeah. whatever it is you do like yeah. 
how is that the individual's it's, fault? And it's, that, that's yeah. the it's no more mindset. their personal responsibility that that's happened to them than it was my personal um, brilliance that meant that I got into digital when I did. Well, yeah. And um and uh and 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 it was sort of like sight back into some of uh, what Darren's been talking about. Like it, it, there is a, you know, you get this survivor bias. You get this like looking at the, the secret he talks about and how like all these very successful people were completely single-minded in achieving their dreams and didn't listen to anyone else when they sort of doubted that they would do it and then they succeeded. It's like that's. Okay, they were lucky to succeed because if the same person failed, the stories we don't hear, they were just stupid. They ignored <laughs> the advice of people that knew stuff. Yeah, they ignored yeah, all yeah. this, you know, like it's. To, and but when you are successful, you tend to write this your narrative in a yeah, way yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. of yeah. says like, oh, there's no, this is you did all the right things, and now you deserve this. Like we do have a tendency, you know, when yeah, totally. I randomly might have found some bitcoins, I'm like, finally, my ship has come in. I've done the right things. I've learned the right things, and. Finally, this I deserve this this windfall, you know, and it's like and it's very hard not to do that for yourself, but certainly doesn't help the people that didn't get lucky. I, um, I saw an alternative secrets of successful people the other mm -hmm. day, which was like but was born to rich parents, had a, it's like, yeah, a, yeah, well. um, believe there, it, was, it went around on Twitter. I haven't got it anywhere. Yeah. I can't, I, I just did a quick look to see if I could find it, but it's like, you know, the, the, these are not the, uh, the secrets that, but yeah, it is that. <laughs> I like the idea of a socialist, more left leaning radical left i'm radical left are you proudly proudly radical you are, left. You're universal basic income let's do it let's complete let's yeah i want the luxury automated communism thing yeah totally bring it on <laughs> and and like the fact that people are so kind of oh but it's he's going to bring in communism it's like uh, you listen to yuval harari talking about um different belief systems and talking about how communism is the first like modern uh, how can you be sort of following the teachings of a book that doesn't even know about computers or cars like it just yeah, makes yeah. no sense and like communism was like a belief system a, a, a framework of doing things that knew about more current technologies so we shouldn't be going we shouldn't be retreating from communism we should be trying some other ideas in that space yeah yeah trying yeah. that sort of like forward thinking ideology where we kind of like adapt to the fact that technology's come to a certain place instead of going well once we tried something new and it didn't really work out and now we should never try anything new like which seems to be the knee jerk reaction to people that are scared of communists yeah 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 it's um, it's like a uh, yeah i think it's a um but we have only spoken about labor and the Conservative Party. We've Should got. Should we a... uh, talk about the Brexit Party? No. Should no. we talk about the BNP? <laughs> no. Shall we talk about the Libs? Lib Dems. Lib Dems. I keep forgetting that they went in a coalition with the yeah. Tories. They did. It's really they hard did. to kind of like. And I, and I've seen arguments that say like uh, so one of the things that the that our um, you know your your proper Labour plans they always just go back to. Uh, Lib Dem supported austerity choices mm. and so therefore phew, dismissed. But then I've heard Lib Dem arguments say if we hadn't been there, it would have been even worse. 
you know, in terms right. of like you don't, because we, we all, I mean, you only have to have had, been in a few meetings in your life to understand that shit happens in meetings that then, you know, it's like there could have been all sorts of rowing going on and then we just hear the result. So, you know, there was a, obviously a lot of rowing went on before the referendum was called. So, I, you know, I don't, I just, this is where it's, this is where I think it's different. The current politics is very difficult in that what I really want to be able to vote for is policies that say I want, you know, and it will want an NHS. I want a, uh, I want the climate emergency taken very seriously. I want the green new economy. I want, and I, frankly, I don't really give a shit who delivers it. Yeah. yeah. You can paint, you can wear whatever colour t-shirt you want. You know, they're talking my language in the, I'm just looking at the Lib Dems front page and, they, you know, one stop Brexit to tackle the climate emergency. Three, give every child the best start in life, build a fairer economy, transform our mental health services is number five. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think like there's a lot behind all of those things. Well, not stop Brexit, let's just stop Brexit. But like um, <laughs> everything else, like there's a lot to that. And they're saying the right things, right? Like there's the right sort of thing to be saying. Um, so... I, I don't know, like, hope. Yeah, I'm, I, should I vote for them? Like, should well, I, I just think, vote for them? I think this is where you're tough, tactical versus this is where then the conversation has to stretch towards tactical. Because when, you know, like, I know my sister and her constituency voted Lib Dems one election because there was a chance the Lib Dem was going to get in. But then the, prob the, the problem I feel with some of these other is that we then dilute our votes so you've got if you added up everybody who would have who'd voted for a remain you know like if you added them up on policies you'd get different makeup but because like everybody who's pro-brexit just out and out votes um for the tories and then everybody who's then they're like oh labor's stance on on remain on uh, brexit isn't strong enough so i'm not going to vote for them mm. okay i might vote for green because i'm into the climate emergency but i might vote Lim lib dems and then suddenly you've got what could potentially have been three strong votes against uh a tory mp being divided okay, well, across just, three I'm candidates. I'm going to just interrupt you there and say a vote isn't against someone. Oh, yeah, that's... So is that the problem? Like, everyone's like, vote against... And Fundamentally, I, I do want my vote to stand against the Tories, but, like, you can't define something by one and there's no... Yeah. I think, I think if anyone from Labour Party HQ listens to this podcast, uh, then I should get, uh, uh, you know, marched out of the party. But I repeatedly vote for Caroline Lucas. Yeah. Because on all the values that matter to me, she she represents me. I also believe and have believed for a long time that we need more green MPs in this country. Mm. We need more people sitting in Parliament and have done for a long time. Because, you know, you know that, that just make sure that it, it's constantly raised. Because we don't have another 30 years to no, sort no, of like no, fit to trickle no, no. through. And, and the difference between green and like, like Lib Dem is like um, they've got stop Brexit as number one, but... Green has remain like say yes to Europe and its potential to deliver climate and social justice. Yeah. It's there's a why behind it yeah. that's um, a lot less sort of like 
what team are you on? And a lot more, OK, here's the larger problem. Here are some things we're going to need. Let's not regress in those yeah. things. So, yeah, like, and I said, I, I voted Green just to... I, I feel I don't want to keep going over the same stuff on the podcast, but, like, it's yeah. a huge... It's not a single issue because it affects everything. See, but Climate. we've got, like, in Brighton, what's interesting here is that we've got strong green candidates standing yeah. against strong Labour candidates. And right. one of our... One of uh, Kemp Town's seats is... Um, uh, has been held by a Conservative for a long time because it encompasses uh, areas on the very fringes of Brighton, so certain wards where you've got sort of that blue-collar Tory voters, basically. Mm. And so um, be I'd be happy if either of them win, uh, either mm. the Labour or the Green Party MP. I think the Labour MP who is currently standing, who's doing a good job, doesn't both in Hove and in, Bri in Brighton, Kemp Towns. They're both good MPs. They're not good people who work hard. I mean, what would be great would be a Labour Green coalition. You sure, know, exactly. Uh, yeah, well, that would yeah. be a win. What I don't, yeah. what we can't have is a Tory majority. And you know, I'd say if you don't know. You should definitely vote, vote with your principles. And if you are informed enough and can be informed enough, then go and find out if a tactical vote is worth doing. I thought there was more of this candidate standing down like to not split the vote on the on the left it seemed like that was happening and then what happened there i do think you, the you... greens have done a lot more of it than anyone else but labor's got this policy again this is you know decisive behavior from labor labor's got this policy where you have to stand a candidate right so they won't stand they, it's kind of against the manifesto mm. and i and i think that's short-sighted i think that's party ahead of country i mean when that last lap, uh, election was called i went to the meeting the local meeting i was like can we please not waste our energy putting a candidate up against caroline lucas hmm. and we can concentrate our efforts you know we could all go campaigning in hastings and get rid of amber rudd how fun would that be <laughs> and it's like um and uh, it was like, yeah, we have to put some, put some poor, you know, then, then, then they put up a candidate who, who's not going to win, but sort of gets the practice at standing for a, as a candidate. Mm -hmm. But then you're going to get a few people who are going to vote for that person, aren't you? Obviously, they're not going to get no votes. Uh, so um, all of this is lovely philosophical conversations, mm -hmm. but we don't have time for another four or five years. Yeah, and it's, 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 it's got to come back to it's not about party when you're choosing who to vote for. It's about who represents you. Yeah. And I personally think, on principle, this whole tactical voting thing is a flawed concept. Yeah. Just because it just, like, dilutes the... It, there's, there's, there's things go beyond your way, which, you know, whether or not the person wins. Like, yeah. There's a lot more to that picture. And um, if there aren't lots of people saying... Yeah, but climate emergency, then it, it does give them permission to think about it less. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I don't know. It's this this whole like it's such a like it's such a crude 
environment to be trying to do science in to me. Yes. Like it's such a kind of chaotic and like such a sort of like, okay, there's just this one moment where someone puts an X and then then it's all over kind of thing to be trying to like second guess and think about and put statistics on and polls and all this stuff that just, it just seems like such a, a losing, you know, like you can't predict that future and you just have to, I don't know, just be honest and just do what's right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. there is a game that can be gamed and that is what your Boris is going to do. So, but I just, I'm just philosophically opposed to trying yeah, to game the system. It's, ve- it's, it's very, like- it's on, on principle, you know, like tactical voting, I equate to changing your Twitter name to Fact Check UK for the evening. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, this, it's it's game for game's sake. It's playing a game and it shouldn't be playing a game. It's, yeah, it's like voting for your government. But then the problem is, I think, is that you've got people, people like you and me who are or strive to be principled fighting in a system where the opposition have no principles. Yeah. And the two are incompatible. And my ideal result is to change, is to let the system evolve over time. Like, it, it, I don't know how much it does, but it just seems like it's completely stagnant. Because the system is so old now, it's like it needs to kind of adapt a bit. Yeah. It needs to adopt things that it isn't adopting. You yeah. know, those of us that do object to the system itself don't really have any way of... It's like, how do you vote for something within the system to change the system? <laughs> without, like, that's where people just go, well, I'm not going to vote at all. It's like, well, I don't think this is a very good system. Well, I'm not going to bother with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I Maybe we should count gonna... all of those... Um, maybe we should, they should just count, automatically count everyone that didn't vote and put that into the... Um, they should also be represented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Automatically by by an I don't know an AI bot fueled by their Facebook feed. <laughs> uh, like no, like a, as a, with a with a sort of a, a voting machine at home, so they get to vote on all the policies. Look, I'm not saying this. This is my. I had this conversation with my mum. I've had it with somebody else. Oh, one hmm. of this is from one of the trustees at the Bright Natural Health Centre. He put on his Facebook feed. He was like, as soon as the election was called, it like right now is the time to stop discussing the nuances of how far left or right or centrist the Labour Party should be. Mm. We need a change of government. I have just donated to the Labour Party. Mm. It's like, stop. Let's fix the, you know, let's, this is, these are parallel conversations. We need to have a, a change of government and the opposition party is obviously our best chance of that. I would love mm. to see, I would have happily support a Labour-Green coalition of some description if mm. that's what we end up having to do. And I, whoever wins the next election, frankly, whatever shape Parliament takes after this election, that Parliament, we all have a duty to hold them to account every single day until they start doing things that we need them to do so we can all survive. Really, that's mm. where we're at. I don't care who wins. Like to to my uh, Derbyshire conversation of the well, what's the point? You know, they never of them, none of them ever deliver on their promises. Well, let's make them. That is really the bottom line. 
begin and end with that vote. Like, no. if you don't get the one you want, don't just sulk. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah. so don't yeah. put so much pressure on it either, like, yeah. because you might not get the one you want, but you've still got a representative. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. don't overthink it, just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is that as well. Like, it is. Don't make it so yeah. much, so overblown that you get paralysed by it. Yeah. Because what you do is you do the thing. Okay, fine. That goes whichever way it goes. But then, okay, so now you got this different person rep- that still has to represent you. So you can still hold that person to account, even if you're not even in their party. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, absolutely, and more so, so. I mean, one of my friends who did live in Brighton, Kemp Town, when there was a Tory MP, wrote to the man so often. <laughs> <laughs> they used to send him emails in the morning going, what, what, what do you think of this? <laughs> because it's like, you know, totally like absolutely not voting for him, actively campaigned against him, but just was like, and another thing, another thing, yeah. and another thing. It's like, it's like uh, Alejandra's favourite Bart Simpson uh, when Bart and Lisa Simpson are trying to talk Homer into getting a pool. Can we have a pool, yes. Dad? Can we have a pool, Dad? That's what we need to do. It only yes. begins at the election, people. Yeah, that is where it begins. To tap back in, and the Tories hate it even more because they love privilege and not having to think about poor people's problems. So the more you make, you know, we it just it's it's win win really. Yeah, how much fun can we have berating a Tory government? Yeah, just don't, just don't. I just, I just want to. My what I want to try and here's the value. Don't get decision paralysis. Don't just like go. Oh, it's too hard. Right, that's the worst result for everyone and the way to do that is to not kind of place quite so much importance on it and just like do some research let's just kind of hold our noses and jump in and hope that we come out the other side without a Tory government and if you still don't believe that Tories are up to no good it's kind of, I, I did I did record that you just you don't even have to read it on paper you can listen to the UN poverty report just listen yeah. to it like well researched non-partisan piece on the the fact that the Tories have their fingers in their ears about the most difficult problems that are facing us and that's a function of not just their privilege but the, their kind of like um, complacency and nothing else let's not have complacent people making decisions about the NHS yeah go yeah. and have a listen and share it if you have listened share it, share it. because share I think it it's skeptics. a very compelling bit of uh, Media! Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, go to grandpodcast.com, subscribe there or in this app. And email us, hello at grandpodcast.com there as well. Where can people find you, Ivanka? People can find me at Ivanka on Twitter or at grandpodcast on Instagram. Find me at michaelforestmusic.com and YouTube and stuff. My YouTube channel actually does have as its second playlist all of the podcast episodes as YouTube videos because they all go onto YouTube. So, if you, you know, no excuse. And Spotify and all sorts. So. Um, what else? Uh, if you could, if you are minded to write us a lovely um, review, maybe give us some stars, all these things that make the algorithm think that we're very popular and that they should show us to more people. Yeah, please do. Please do. And um, 
also buy mice no um, <laughs> uh, there's a Patreon if you're a fancy pants you can be an investor doesn't that sound fancy yeah. an investor in our things look it's, we haven't got any ads so it'd be nice to be able to feel like this wasn't something that we had to just do we could defend um, <laughs> economically as well as philosophically <laughs> Um, yes. But yeah, as most other successful podcasters manage to do. Yes. Um, and then with that, I think that's, yeah. That's subscribe it. Subscribe people on their phones. And that shit yeah, and make friends. Tell your friends about our podcast. Discuss us. Argue with us. Tell us we're wrong. Bruce, yeah. I'm looking at you. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, if, if someone's said this stuff in a way that doesn't make me want to shoot myself in the brains please feel to share that literature and hopefully i will uh, become more sophisticated in my Thank understanding yes. of these things meanwhile goodbye we'll bye. see you next time bye 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 bye, bye. bye. bye.